Hey, hey, world. It's your boy SJ Beat here with Miss Proper. What's going on, boys and girls and gender nonconformers? <laughs> <laughs> and you are now listening to the podcast coming to you live from the comfort of our own homes. <laughs> yes, that's my favorite part. I love it. <laughs> Today is, you know, a very special day because you know what? It's all about fun. And we thought that we'd dedicate this episode to you all, our faithful listeners, and helping us reach, you know, 2,000 plus listeners. Come on, Jesus. Oh, yes. You know? Me. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So last episode, we kind of asked for you all to send some questions that you want us to tackle in certain situations, certain things. And, you know, today we want to take that time to answer those questions. Yes. It <laughs> felt like needy leaks. <laughs> you really did. I'll take that. I'll be that rich bitch today. Okay. Right. Ain't wrong with that, okay? I'm very, <laughs> very rich. I'm sorry. If you don't know what it is, check out Atlanta Housewives because the show is hilarious and Nene Leaks is a star. Yes, it is. So, you know what, Miss Proper? I think I'm ready to just dive right in, girl. I'm ready to I dive too. right in. Okay. So, of course, it's anonymous. We ain't going to throw y'all names out there like that because that'll be shady. And we you also can't see them. Okay, and we, and we also can't <laughs> see them, you know, but that's all good. So, the first question is, is it okay to have sex on the first date? Oh, While you go, I, I was like, why you get so silent? <laughs> ooh, ooh. Excuse me? No, okay, okay, okay. You want, you want to go or you want me to go? No, I'm going to let you go first. Oh, okay. See, you really was trying to say <laughs> You really was trying to say something special. Okay, so personally to me, I don't think there's anything wrong with it because whether you wait for what whether you wait to the first date or you wait six months down the line, if a person's gonna leave you, they're gonna leave you regardless. And I don't know if I don't know if necessarily waiting will help that. It just depends mm-hmm. like on you. If you plan on seeing that person again, go for it. If you plan on not seeing that person again, go for it. It's just a matter of what you want to gain out of it and what and what I can't really figure out what I'm trying to say and bring it home, but it's just a matter of what you hope to get out of it and how you feel afterward. You are chilled and okay with yourself afterwards. That's you. That's you and your skin because nobody has to deal with it but you. But so, you. When you go home and stay in prayers at night, you pray for that. Okay. okay. Right. So I mean, how are you feeling about it? Because you've been over here secretive, secretive. You didn't even <laughs> get asked me questions. You didn't even want to tell me. Okay, girl. Okay. Um, I'm on the fence with that. Um, is it okay to have sex on the first date? I think it depends on the situation for you. Personally, for me, um, the old SJB would be like, hell no, they're not going to get the cookies on the first date. What you mean? <laughs> but then, you know, life hit me and I've had my life experiences and, you know, I had a couple of dates where it, it went boom, boom, bow on the first mm-hmm. day. So I can't really say too much if it's okay because I didn't done it and I'd be kind of like a hypocrite. But I wouldn't I wouldn't say there's a problem with that. I think you just need to know what you what you working with going into it. Cause if you're mm-hmm. the type person that you expect for y'all to be in a full fledged relationship after that date and the other person is not that type of person, then your feelings gonna be hurt. But exactly. if you're just as much of a savage and you majoring in or you, you know, Harry Potter, you your <laughs> this, your study, your spell is savagery. <laughs> then you can go into it with an okay conscience and okay mind and then fuck whoever it is that you having that first date with and you be good. But mm-hmm. then on a better note, you know what? I did, let me, I, I'll admit one thing. 
I there was a situation that worked out for the best for me, and we we on the first date we did we did mm-hmm. have sex, yes. and yeah. we we had a we were in a relationship afterwards. Like that's I guess I don't I want to say sex catapulted us into a relationship, but mm-hmm. um, we were okay afterwards. It was nothing weird. We dated for a while. It didn't work out. Whatever, whatever. Moved forward. So yeah. I mean I don't know. I don't think it determined. I just think it's it's your own discipline and your and you knowing your body and yourself and your emotions. But damn sure, don't be going into it if you ain't you know a savage. Don't be going into it. Some of my mama to do boop 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 this and that, and then your feelings be hurt when they don't call you or text you the next morning and be like, hey hey, no ma'am, they just wanted the the, the tooted and booted. Okay, exactly. know what you want before you do it. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> right. Know what you, know what you want. Come to the table knowing exactly what you got in mind. If you really, but you know what? That takes me to a deeper thing. I feel like, I do feel like it's okay to have sex on the first date, but mm-hmm. I don't think that that's the person that I'm going to date mm-hmm. after that. Because I just feel like once you start sex off, your relationship off with sex, I feel like sometimes that all it can, it, it will be. And that's and like, and, and somebody said like, the way you start a relationship is usually the way it ends. So mm-hmm. I feel like if you start your relationship off with a whole bunch of sex or having sex on the first day, I feel like that's exactly what's going to end. And you know what? That's exactly how my situation ended. <laughs> wow. So, and look at the signs. Sex. Look at okay, the signs. Sign. You yeah. on that first date with somebody, like, you know something's not right. You know you're not clicking, but you're like, mm, I'm going to just go home anyway with them and see what happens because maybe it'll get better. And then it just ends up getting worse sometimes. So right. and, and, and sex on the first day don't mean you, you – um, you promiscuous, you know what I mean? Because people love to say sex on the first date, you hoe. You know, I I am a livid person, a living in true color. Mm-hmm. I, no, I no, okay. And then I'm wrong with being. If you are, it is what it is. But exactly, no, hey, no, ain't no titles for that. Ain't no titles for that. You people, we're human. We're human. Hello, and you're just moving through this thing called life the best way you can. Exactly. Next so, to you, question answer question question asker. We don't think there's anything wrong with it. Just know what you're in for and know what you want to get out of it. Amen. All right. Question numero dos. Do looks matter in a relationship? Mm. I'm going to let you go uh, on this one. Okay. Do looks matter in a relationship? Oh, my God. Okay. So the real, I'm going to be real because that's what we do on here. We be real. Mm-hmm. I think they do matter because I have to be somewhat attracted to you for me to actually want to date you or be in a relationship with you. Like, mm-hmm. but I mean, that can, it, I can be, mm. <laughs> See, people love to say, oh, you know, their personality, you know, it, I think that does work because there's been in situations that I've had that they weren't too cute, but then me getting to know them and we forming that love that way, the communication, it made mm-hmm. them more attractive. But yeah. at first glance, if you're not attracted to me, nine times out of 10 is not going to work. So I will say that, you know, at, it depends on your approach and what you're doing with the situation. Like if it's a situation where you feel like it's going to be long term, this and that, I feel like I'm going to have to be attracted to you in one way or another. And then I feel like our pictures got to be cute together. So, yeah. so I mean, you know, I, I, I kind of think of that, but then I don't, but I'm like, mm, I ain't really never found someone that their personality outweighed 
It looks so much that the looks didn't matter. I've never met that type of person because I'm. I think I can be shallow in a way, and mm-hmm. I can just be like, Mm-mm, "I need you to be cute. I need us to look cute. I, I have this whole photo shoot set up for our life, our family, our wedding, oh my God. and you got to be cute on there. And if you're not, then I'm good. I'm sorry. You could. You know what? Somebody like you, but just not. <laughs> and it, it's, it's love out there for everybody. So ask your question, do looks matter in the situation for SJB? Yes, they do. I'm sorry. It got to be attracted to you. Gotta, you got to be my sex symbol. I got to want to hop on you every time I walk in the house. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my goodness. So, you that's that. That's... <laughs> what about you, Miss Proper? <laughs> Thanks for bringing it home. Thank you. But for me, I feel like look, looks matter to an extent because – I don't know, like like SJB SJB said that I I've been attracted to people that may not be the best looking crayon in the box, but they just had that extra sharpness to them, that brighter color that you don't notice until you write on the paper. Oh, that was deep. That was deep. I like that analogy. That was deep. Thank you. Thank you. I worked hard on that. But <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's just something else shine brighter than what the physical appearance was, you know, because they just it's what's on the inside i think that matters but of course the first thing you see before anybody speaks or you see their interest is their physical outside so looks matter but to an extent to an extent because think about it we're all going to grow wrinkle and old somebody's hairline is going to recede somebody's teeth is going to fall out so i mean if you don't have anything else outside of that help you because personalities are not manufactured or artificial, you know, they just, they're there. Mm-hmm. So, to me, I think, uh, to answer your question, I think looks matter to an extent, but don't allow that to be the only thing that's keeping you in that relationship. Mm. You so. said that. You packaged deal that. Science said and delivered. Okay. Yes. Exactly. And then, I know, I don't want to add this last little tidbit. Like, my husband, he was not attracted to me when we first met, so I just want to make sure I put that out there. But Oh, and that doesn't mean I'm not beautiful because I'm gorgeous. Just saying, gorgeous. <laughs> but it was it w- it was just a different. We were just different types of things. But the fact is that we hung out, we got to know each other, and he kind he came to his senses and he realized what a gorgeous being that I am inside and, and out. So, chocolate scoop to, of ice cream, yes, ma'am. Okay, to I'm my own horn. Right. <laughs> 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 I'm done. You know what? We've been referencing Housewives, and Cynthia was Cynthia said beauty fades, but classes forever. Yes. There you go. Exactly. There you go. So yeah, there you go. There's your answer. You really need to watch Housewives if you have right. not. Atlanta specifically. The other ones don't matter. Right. So you know what? I, I'm starting to realize that like some of our listeners are real deep. And this next question, you know what? You really, you really took a couple of days and thought about this and then typed it and sent it to us. But you know <laughs> what? It's all good, right? So this person, this listener wanted to know, what are we pretending not to know about ourselves? Mm. Girl. Jeez. Oh, wait, you want you want me to go or you want to go? Please do. Anything to stall. Anything to stall. So for me, I mean, a lot of people that's listening that I've never had a chance to meet you in person, unfortunately. But I mean, hey, you hear my voice and I hopefully you have some good input of who I am in some way. But for the people that I've had a chance to meet in person, I'm always smiley and bubbly and happy and just like super excited. And people have asked me a few times like, oh, my gosh, do you ever get upset? Are you ever sad? And I think that's something that people can ever see. But it's um when i i guess when i come home it's almost like the light 
going on out in my spirit mm-hmm. when I come home because I'm I'm not as happy and I'm not as um, peppy as people see because I put on this face and in that moment, and I don't want to say I put on a face really because in that moment I am happy because for that split second I get to not think about certain things mm. or feel a certain way until I come home then it's like, hey, there's no one around that you need to smile for. There's no one around that you need to be happy for, be happy around. And the person that sees that the most is my husband, and he will see that I'm I'm sad a lot about mm. things. So mm. it's just, I could be thinking about, like, I just, I, my, my ultimate goal in life is to just be completely and utterly happy mm-hmm. inside and out. So I would like my outside appearance to match my inside appearance. So I think that's something that I'm struggling with and trying to, trying to, trying to accept in mm-hmm. some way, but it's sometimes it's, um, it's, what is it? <laughs> sometimes I can't believe it because yeah. I put on such a great mask or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, cliche when I say that, but when I'm outside as you wouldn't be able to tell. And people right. just assume that you're always that incredibly happy, but Nope. I, <laughs> I have a lot of dark, moments when I go home and it's just that's I guess being able to accept that and be okay with not being happy all the time right girl that's the art girl to be able to do that to be going through everything in your life and still put a smile on your face girl I think that's what people are trying to master <laughs> people are I trying don't know. to master that level of art skill girl I mean, that's the art I- <laughs> I mean, I told you that I would. I had a mo- I had a situation where I was literally crying and bawling my eyes at, eyes out and just completely depressed in that moment. But then, like two minutes later, I wiped my tears off and I walked and I started smiling. Was like, "Oh my gosh, how are you guys doing?" And they're like, "Good." I was like, "Oh my goodness, I'm fantastic, singing and dancing and everything." But you would have never known that two minutes ago I wasn't that way. And even talking to that person, I not I wasn't feeling that way. So. Mm. Mm. But I mean, come on, you were quite an actress. <laughs> right. I will take it. Thank you. What about you? Um, you trying to make me go first, so you must really got something. Right. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> what am I pretending not to know about myself? SJ Beats. Okay, let's see. Um. Mm. Okay, so you know what? I know a lot of people, a lot of friends, a lot of lovers that may be listening, ex-lovers of mine may be listening to this. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go ahead and say it. They go, I know they're all going to take a sigh of relief. Friends, close friends, co-workers. So something that I pretend not to know about myself is my controlling factor that I have over people, over situations, over yada, yada. I always have to be in control of a situation, mm-hmm. no matter what it is. And I don't know where I get that from or why I do it, but it just doesn't feel right if I'm not controlling it. And I think that I run into a lot of walls with that trait. I mean, it's like a bittersweet trait because in some moments you're going to be paired with the person, whether it be a coworker, friend or lover or whatever, and mm-hmm. they don't have that factor. They you, they want you to do everything for them. They want you to plan the trips. They want you to do this. They want you to do that. Like, that's kind of how my friend group is, like my, my friend group. Like, a lot of them, I mean, they're planners, but they know I am the planner in the group. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I'm naturally given that, I guess, giving that role because I feel, I feel myself when I'm in control of a situation. So they naturally place me there, which I can flourish <laughs> and be my natural controlling self in that, in that situation. But when it comes to like relationships, 
it can be a little difficult because I've been known to date people that are just asked or try to be controlling or they're so intimidated by my controlling trait and they and they be intimid they're intimidated by it and they don't know how to handle it or it makes them feel less than what they are in a relationship and they, or they feel like um, they feel like they don't need me for anything because I can handle everything myself and I can control everything myself. So it, it runs into a lot of different factors when it comes to me being controlling. But you know what? Uh, that That is definitely something <laughs> I pretend to not know about myself in situations because if I, if I, if I really become at peace with that, I feel like I'm just going to be trying to control the world. So, <laughs> you know oh, what I mean? God. So I, this is something I'm learning with and I'm, I'm trying to grasp every day and, and be a better person from that and know mm -hmm. that everything is going to fall where it may and i can't control everything that happens in my life or others life or blase 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 so yeah to answer that question that's that's what i pretend not to know about sjb <laughs> exactly right and if you know that question be asked if you're if you i mean analyze yourself because we're sitting here when we first read that question we're like dang like somebody was really really uh, trying to get into our souls okay we're, they right, want to so date like, me. My number is. It's like, no. Uh, okay. <laughs> no. Megan Trainer, where you at? Okay. Anyways, though. But, uh, but I mean, analyze yourself and see what you're not really being truthful with to your own self. Like, what are you not aware of or what, you, what are you trying to put on the back burner? I feel like I'm saying this in so many different ways, but the same exact thing over and over, talking in circles. But we get what you're saying. Thank you, thank you. You always, you always make me feel so good. But yeah, just like analyze yourself and figure out what are you trying to hide from yourself because whatever it is, it could be holding you back. Mm. It could be the thing you need to answer your own question or answer your own struggle that you're going through. So just you know, it, ask yourself that question that we just asked from, been asked from one of our one of the listeners. Read it back so that way they can ask. What are you pretending? not to know about yourself <laughs> first off i'm mad that you had to take that long dramatic pause i had to, I had to make sure they got it i had to make sure they got that question mm -hmm, the way mm -hmm. that they need to get it to we got to it. self reflection even the got people it. in the back we got it hello how okay. stand up <laughs> next question and this one oh my goodness we had to I, we had to literally think Think about uh, this. I was in math. I felt like I was in math class, failing all over again. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So this question from one one of the listeners: Are your shoulds getting in the way of your happiness? Mm. I know. Are your shoulds getting in the way of your happiness? At first, honestly, we would, we had no idea how to answer this question because we weren't sure if like you were saying your shoulds or you were like deeply wanted to know from our own perspective if that was like if our shoulds so that's how we that's how we answered it so hopefully mm -hmm. we answered the question appropriately so i guess i'll go ahead and start you know okay. kind of sounds good okay. To me. okay okay cool so as you all know i mean my dream job is retirement and i'm gonna keep saying that and hoping that it will fall out the sky and just be like you can retire so but yes so i feel like my shoulds are definitely keeping not really keeping me but it's kind of stopping my happiness because i was just talking to sjb about this and i was saying gosh to 
some of us work seven, eight hour days, some 12, 10 hour days at work where it's like you work from eight o'clock in the morning to 10 o'clock at night or whether you work from three to 10 o'clock at night. And I feel like that's not how we should be spending our lives when there's so much, so much beauty, so much activity, so many ways that we should, so many things we should be doing because you only get one life and majority of it is spent working, which so much. So I feel like that is a should that I have to do. I should go to work because if I don't do that, I won't have a house. I won't have a car. I won't be able to do all these things to support myself. But it's also keeping me from my happiness because I would I want my ultimate goal is to have control over my time and to be able to do what I want to do, whether it's wake up and sit on the couch and binge Netflix or whether it's wake up, waking up and going to Chipotle and coming back and binging Netflix. I want to be able to have that control and for myself and not be owned by my job. Mm. So I know that's that's uh, my ultimate sadness. But that I feel like my shoulds are kind of getting in the way of my happiness. But at the same time, I need my shoulds if I want to get to my happiness eventually. But I guess mm-hmm. I'll just be getting to it a lot later. Right. I want what I want for myself. So what about you, SJB? Well, well, well. I just want y'all to know that, you know what, I really struggled with this this, <laughs> this question. <laughs> I had Ms. Proper explain it to me 10,000 times before I was able to get to a point where I knew what my answer could or should or might be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel as though I'm on the opposite spectrum of that. I, I don't feel as though my shoulds are getting in the way of my happiness because I know at the end of the day that in order to become, you know, my lifelong dream, of course, I want to be a, a screenwriter, like you know, a screenwriter. <laughs> I want to tell stories. I want, I want to be in the, the box office. I want to be hitting the top of the charts at the box office. Like that's my ultimate goal. But I know, in order for me to reach that level, because that, if that, like, that's my all-time happiness right there. Just being a screenwriter, even if I don't sell out in box office, even if I don't even make it to the box office, even if I don't make it to the Oscar. I just want to be able to call that my profession and be happy doing it, no matter what the accolades are that come behind me being that. But I feel like that would make me the most happiest because I'm just getting out all these stories I want to tell into mm-hmm. the world somehow in some way, even if it's just a, if it's straight to the cable or if it's, you know, in the movie theater, it doesn't matter. But I just want that story to get out there and help and influence others in their lives and maybe they they can take the journeys i tell and apply that to their life and be all they want to be and and they can reach their the maximum level of happiness you know so Mm -hmm. um my shoulds in order to get to that point of happiness that i want and being a screenwriter i know that i have to get the schooling that i i need i may not have i may not have to have to actually go to an institution or to get a degree, but I've chose to do that, and I've ch- and I labeled that as my should for myself. So I went to undergrad. I'm in grad school currently, you know, and I feel like I should. It doesn't matter which way or which approach you take, but you should educate yourself if you want to call yourself uh, a teacher in that in that craft or or professional in that craft. I feel as though there's certain things that you should do in order to be able to call yourself whatever it is you're trying to, you know do achieve or or do you know and um so that's why i say i say no because i know there's a lot of things that i have in my mind that i should do in order to get there 
And I know yeah. those shoulds are going to be hard sometimes. I'm going to I'm going to quit some of those shoulds because you know I, I go through that every week. I have like three or four deadlines every week, on top of mm-hmm. doing you know the podcast with my lovely cousin. And but I know that those shoulds are going to get me somewhere. They're going to land me somewhere if I put my all into those shoulds. Then happiness will come along the way, and it will, all will fall in place, and I'll be okay at the end of the day. So. Mm-mm-mm. You, to answer that question, no. Right, you didn't get it. My got you started. In my way, because happiness oh. is coming. Come on, somebody. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, opposite track. I feel like shoulds are getting in, my, in the way of my happiness, and he feels like shoulds are not getting in the way. So, come on. I mean, are shoulds getting in the way of your happiness? Right. Let us know, because let hey. us know. Let us know. So I hope we answered your question, Mister Shoulda, Coulda, Woulda, with that. I hope he answered your question because that was a tough one. You sent me right back to math class with that. Right. You were um, having the most trouble trying to answer it, but now look at you. And I got you through were, it. Look how God really bro. did. You really did, though. I should have answered these questions, and I am. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all can be happy. Amen. All right. All right. Come on, somebody. But you know what? Okay, so this one is a fun one. Because I was talking about Harry Potter earlier. You know what I'm saying? And you know, that's my stuff right there. Anytime you talk to me, I'm either watching Titanic, Harry Potter, or Toy Story, or Shrek. Anyway. Yes, he has a set of like movies that he goes through. <laughs> if you were to call him or message him, he's probably watching Parent Trap. More than Parent likely. Trap. Y'all know how I feel about your birthdays on October 11th. Girl, October 11th. Ooh. Ooh. Anyways. So they should play that on October 11th. They should play that movie, Parent Trap, because that is a that is a essential scene. That line that they say, your, your birthday's on October 11th? Oh, girl, that's my Y'all just as confused as I was, right? Because I didn't even remember that part. <laughs> I didn't even remember that part in, in the movie. Trap, but... when, they first, when they first found out they were sisters, they realized their birthday was October 11th. And she said, your birthday's on October 11th? And I was like, oh, shit. These bitches twins, even though they looked alike. It's the twins, the same birthday, and then they it's had the nerve to put the picture it, together with their parents, and it matched. Bitch, it took you blown. a moment to realize that they were twins. It my took mind you to- was blown. Okay, oh. Lil, Lil, Lil Lindsay Lohan, number one and two. My mind was blown. <laughs> yeah, you did that. She should have got an Oscar for that role. That but anyways, I, I digress. <laughs> so the question is from our lovely one of our lovely listeners. Um, if you could have a magic wand or you could wave a magic wand, um, what would you grant yourself? So Oof. what would you make appear in your life? Or, you know, you know, some people yes. like world peace. <laughs> but I know, hey, exactly. what, what would you I want to get fairy godparents? <laughs> exactly. So you're your own fairy godparent in this moment. So what would you give yourself with that magic wand? What wish would you grant? My first thought was like money. Because mm-hmm. I thought, because in my mind, I feel like that's the reason why I still work. And that's the thing that's kind of keeping me back is not having enough funds. Mm-hmm. So I figure if I have the money, that would can, that would be able to free up some of my problems. But I started thinking about it a little more because I was like, you know what? That's too easy of an answer, first of all. And of course, when they say more money, more problems. So it doesn't necessarily mean your problems will be solved. Mm-hmm. So what I would do is, I guess, grant myself, what is it? eternal happiness whatever that means or figure out love that yeah yeah, or like figure out what it is that will make me happy because i I mean of course i said retirement i know being able to control my time i know that will for sure make me happy 
But at the same time, I mean, what if I get that and it really doesn't make me happy? I want to be able to know what will satisfy me. Yeah. Because I I thought like after graduating high school and then going to college and finishing college, I thought that would make me happy. And then getting a job and then getting married and all this other stuff. I thought those things would like bring extreme happiness. But it's like I'm still constantly searching for that thing that just makes me feel complete and just satisfied with what I have instead of constantly looking for the next thing. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would, I would, I would do that. Wow. Genuine happiness too. Not just like the, you know, yeah. The artificial stuff, genuine happiness. Cause you ever, have you ever met somebody and you just can't figure it out? And you're just like, gosh, like it's something about their spirit, something about their aura that mm-hmm. just, you just feel so much joy and passion to be around them and you can't figure out why like that's what I want I want to be able to Ooh. give that to people and I want to be able to feel that on the inside no matter what okay because when I find that person I'm gonna marry them period <laughs> <laughs> period <laughs> stupid. okay what's yours though what would you uh, I'm gonna piggy- I'm gonna piggyback off yours I mean in, in a way I, I want it to be happiness but I want mine to be it's a branch of happiness I'm sure um I would say an, an infinite amount of self-love ooh like I want to really be good. so full of myself not like you know arrogant cocky full of myself but I want to be so infatuated with myself and my being that that love spreads to everyone else who don't love themselves as much as they as much as they should. Right. Like if That's I had cool. that magic wand, I would wave it up and down me and sprinkle that fairy dust over myself and everyone around me. Because I think in society today, I think a lot of decisions that are being made, not saying they're bad decisions, but a lot of why we run into a lot of problems today is because a lot of people are in these situations where they don't love themselves enough to get out of them. And whether that be a relationship or whether that be a job or some other type of commitment in your life, it all Mm -hmm. starts with yourself, you know? So when I feel like once you got that self love down pack, then, you know, it will tap into your happiness as you just said, and then it will spread like fire around the people that are around you and that you know like you just be mm-hmm. your spirit will start connecting with their spirits and their spirits will connect with other people's spirits and you know it it will be a whole bunch of self-loving people around the world i just think that's why we we have a lot of time we struggle with things in life because we don't we're not where we should be as far as the love that we have for ourselves. We're so worried about loving someone else or someone else loving us the way we should be loved, but we don't even love ourselves in order to even receive the love that we are asking for. So I had to, I had to, okay, I had to get my Oprah on just then. But, you know, that's the one that I would wave, the self-love magic. Sprinkle that self-love, pixie dust, fairy dust, whatever dust all over me and you and let's do it. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ooh, I love that. I did that. Ooh, I did I know. That. <laughs> you really did, though. You've really been on one today. I'm proud of you. You really have. You've been. Oh, Jesus. Snaps and claps for you, dude. Slap and, and claps. Clap. Exactly. Like Bend and snap. <laughs> okay. You went to But I mean, after hearing all the questions that have been asked of us, hopefully we answer them appropriately. But I do, 
I do have a question for you, uh-uh. SJP. Uh-uh. <laughs> I just had to throw it in there because I was thinking about it as the time that we were like talking uh-huh. and things that nature. She's like, hmm, I kind of want to, I want to ask this. So like in regards to, I guess, your life and your future and where you see yourself, eventually I know you're going to be married okay. and then you're going to. I received that. Thank you, Jesus. I received that too. Yeah. Both of those. I'm throwing it on you. It's, I'm already speaking it out to the universe. You are going to be married. You're going to have kids. Yes. My question to you is like, how will you prepare your kids for hopefully I'm hoping fingers crossed that society society would be more evolved than what it is right now, Uh or you won't even have to actually prepare your children. But in case you have to prepare them for what normal is, you know, for us. Yeah. Yeah. For you, for you and for the world, how will you prepare them to deal with having two dads in moving through life, whether it's things that life may throw at them mm-hmm. or questions they may have for you, like how would you help shape them and give them the tools that they need in order to move through life? Ooh. That I feel, is a loaded question. You know, I even felt weird asking it because I felt like, I mean, you, I mean, like I said before, I felt like you shouldn't have to prepare yourself. But then again, I mean, we don't know what direction the world is going to go in. Right. Hopefully it's a better one where, mm-hmm. like I said, it could be, it could be just seen as another family. Yeah. But like I said, in case it's not, you know, what, what will you do? Right. What are the steps I would take to kind of get them <laughs> adjusted? Exactly. Or what would you instill to them if they come to you and they're like, oh, well, this this person has two mommies or this person has a mom and a dad, you know, right. like, you know, just the question, the things that they may come to you. Mm-hmm. OK, um, of course, the easy, easy, easy answer I want to give. Oh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But, um, you know what, if my, if my kids are anywhere as insightful and and. um determined and uh, able to read spirits and situations as much as I am able to, like discerned, that's what the word I was looking for, uh, as discerned as I am, I think they will be able to fill them situations out, those situations out themselves. And I I won't so much have much of a a hand in it because I'm more so like, I, I would want them, I think, I would be battling with that as a parent. Like, I'd be like, oh, I want them to learn so they can know how to maneuver that. But then, oh, I want to prepare them. But you know what? Me growing up, I was never prepared for the life that I'm living now. You know, like, there was nobody to tell me this, nobody to tell me that. So I would help try to, I would try to guide them and kind of hint them to what's going to happen. But I don't want to make them so afraid that they're not able to go out in the world in the world as a shark because there's a lot of sharks in this world so i exactly. want them to, to be able to stand up to the challenge if somebody were to confront them about having two dads or same-sex parents or mm-hmm. whatever like i just i want to be i want to be able to explain that to them like it's okay to be different different is good like this is whatever whatever year like different yeah. is great the, the, the more different you can be the more unique you are the more you force the person because not everybody can be different not everybody's going to be granted this situation not everyone have two, not about everyone's going to have two dads that love them you know let alone two parents at all that are with them you know okay. so i just I, I if anything i would teach them to love themselves self love is my thing today but i would teach them to love themselves enough in in their situation enough to be able to be so happy and what they're in that they are able to block out whatever society throws at them that's negative exactly because they always say if you're so full of yourself as far as being happy 
and, and, and centering yourself around positivity, you won't even really realize the madness and the broken people and the people that don't have any love for themselves out in the world throwing sticks and stones at you. So if any, if I can teach them any type of value in life, it would be that. Just just give love. If people ain't gonna always give you love in return, people ain't gonna always like what you like, and you're not gonna always like what they like, and you may not like the situation they're in. But you just love people. Love people from the, the warmest place in your heart. That's all you can do. Like, mm-hmm. That's all I would be able to teach them. Love people from the warmest place in your heart. That's what I would say to my kids. So that's all you can do because I can't, I would, as much as I want to, I want to just hold them in my arms forever and let them grow up and, you know, be protected. But I can't mm-hmm. because they have to, they have to, they have to get that heart show. Like I, I'm continuously getting that heart show each day, all the shit I go through just being myself. So, right. you, I'm, I, you know, it's not gonna be a tough love situation because I'm gonna love them, love them, love them, love them harder than I ever could imagine being loved by a, a human being. But you, you just gotta remember just to spread that love and, and don't always receive people's hate. Don't always receive people hate as being negative. Just receive that, turn that hate into love and reflect it back on yourself and just continue to embrace and exude happiness in your life. That's all that I would say for my kids, 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 kids. Our situation is very different but different yeah. is good. Different is different is great. Different is awesome. Exactly. So that's what I would say in a nutshell to my younger kids in the future. And I hope that my I hope that I would have a husband that would would help me further emphasize that point of love. And oh, yeah, because sure. yeah, I, I of course I hope so, right? I'm marrying them. But right. um, you know, so yeah, that's that would be my my four one one. No, my, I think that's awesome. Kids. Yeah. And I'm hoping, like I said, I hope the world's more involved where you won't have to prepare them. And I won't have to do that, right? Yeah, exactly. But you never know. So I'm ready either way. Them kids will right. be ready either <laughs> way, okay? Stay ready so you ain't got to get ready. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I, you know, I, I think that was a very deep question. And for you, I also have a question. Praise God. And you see how, you see how God put a question on my tongue? God put a question on my tongue and my spirit. So there, um, of course, I always consider you like one of the pioneers outside of myself, pioneers of the family. And, and of course, our cousin Dana, like I always, I always, it's so funny when I said, like pioneers, what you talking about? But pioneers, like. I, know, it, I always think it's funny when you say that. Right, like, like <laughs> just embracing difference. You know, like in in the family, because our family is just so the same. Like you just see everybody, they're just the same. Nobody's just, you know, like, I mean, they're all unique in their own way, of course. But they all have been what they've been from generations to come. But here we are in, you know, present day, and we have a interracial marriage in our family. Mm-hmm. And I just, of course, I'm I'm so I'm so pro different it's just it's it's ridiculous and the fact that we have an interracial relationship it's in our family is amazing i just uh, my question to you is like how do you deal with the i guess the emotional turmoil that can be with dating a man outside of your race like how like how is that emotionally as far as like people ever say like of course people say stuff all the time but how do you yourself mentally deal with that and has that ever had caused you to second guess yourself or had it ever made you feel like oh maybe i should have been with someone of my own race or culture like what is like the day to day how do you like it's not a coping thing like how do i internalize it like do i internalize 
Right. How do you internalize all of that that you, with all that you know and have experienced around you before you even got in that situation? So, yeah, it's a, it's a packed question. We we dealing with packed questions today, but that I, I'm very curious of that. I have a moment, but no. Okay, so it's interesting because I mean I mentioned in the previous in a previous episode how somebody of my of our ethnicity called me a sellout, which I mean that didn't hurt me at all because I wanted to turn around and slow clap to this person and be like. <laughs> Like, that's all you could come up with? You've been on this planet for probably 50-something years, and that's all you came up with? I'm just so impressed. But, I mean, like, that didn't even hurt my feelings or anything like that. And then even, like, I'm from D.C., so when we, it was like a, he didn't, like, he didn't notice anything. But when we walked down the street, I could feel and see people kind of staring at us, kind of confused or just a little weird out. Not really weird out, but I guess maybe they just didn't understand or they just had, they weren't used to it. So, I mean, I don't, and again, I don't feel any kind of way about that, but it's like when I watch um, like slavery movies or like black history movies or anything dealing with segregation, discrimination, and justice, it, it makes me feel some kind of way because um, it, I, I do question myself and I'm wondering if I'm letting my ethnicity down or if my ancestors would be super disappointed in me and things of that nature. You know, I've, I've, I feel some kind of way, but then I kind of, I have to, I have to consistently remind myself and be like, you know, he's not the one that put my ancestors in change. You know, it wasn't him. He doesn't see me that way. He doesn't tolerate injustice. And he, he, he takes my problems as his problems. He understands that there are inequalities that African-Americans face and he's willing to help me face them head on. Like I've gone to a few protests here in Ohio and he's come to one with me as well. So it's just constantly reminding myself that um, I'm not any less black because at first like that, I, that was about like a year, maybe a year ago, but I was kind of struggling with that, struggling with that because I felt like I've always needed to prove my blackness because I didn't fit whatever the stereotype of being black was. Mm-hmm. So I already had that. And then to top it all off, I'm sitting here dating and marrying somebody that's not in my ethnicity. So people having those questions, people are saying, oh, you, you speak this certain way, you act this way. Or people not being surprised that I'm dating, I'm married to who I'm married, who I'm married to. You know, it's just that people put it, trying to put me into this box of being this this Oreo person that I'm not. So, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. At first, it was a struggle for me, but it's like when the lights go out, it's just a man lying next to me. I even tell him, I said, I forget that you're white sometimes because when we're in the dark, I can't see you, mm, and then you turn powerful. the light on. What a metaphor. Right. And it's like, and then when I turn the light on, it's like, oh yeah. And then it's just right. That's just that's our normal, you know. We're just we're two different colors. It's not a big deal. And the thing is that we think about the most is when we have kids and how yeah. they'll be treated in society. And again, I'm hoping that society will be more involved and that they won't have to face any kind of mistreatment from either side of the spectrum because they're going to, I feel like they're going to have it a lot harder than what we even had it because we yep. know who we are. Like mm-hmm. he's white, black. Whereas like, we're going to have kids that are going to have to, they don't even have to really, but they're going to be in a world where people are going to tell them, look, you need to choose. Are you this or are you this? Exactly. You know? 
that we'll be able to instill in them to remind people, I am this and I'm also this. I'm not going to allow you to erase any part that is me because if you're erasing that part of me, you're erasing my appearance and you're erasing my existence. Mm. So, so I feel like I answered your question, but I yes, went, <laughs> I went super in depth with it. So I did struggle with, uh, I did internalize um, my relationship for a little bit because, you know, I, when I would see those movies, I thought that I was letting my ancestors down, mm -hmm. but at the same time, I don't know how they would feel because I don't know them, exactly. but I'm, I'm hoping, I mean, but I'm, but who knows how they would feel about the world if they saw it today mm -hmm. and saw the possibilities and the change that we have right now. Right. So. Well, 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 <laughs> what I know, an episode it has been. I know. I really, really enjoy answering all of those questions. I just think, and I and I, I love how personal they were because I was really expecting it to be more like the first one, just kind of advice, like us giving you feedback on what situations you have going on. But I like that. I mean, you guys want to get to know us personally, and I wish yeah. we could get to know you. Personally. But sadly, it's just voices that you are listening to, and I hope that you enjoy listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> but I hope you got something out of this episode, just like every other episode, because I like talking, and I like yes. I like that you guys listen. Yes, and we take the time to plan this for you all, so, and I really do. So, we really love you, Odd Ones, and we hope that you continue to listen every Wednesday, because we always come in at you every Wednesday with some new shit. You know what I'm saying? The illest um, and the realest topics. Illest and the realest topics. Come on now. All right. Yeah, well, it's that time. All uh, the ones out. Uh, that, <laughs> how you going to skip the quote of the day? Oh, I forgot about the quote of the day. Just kidding. Quote of the day. <laughs> I really thought you forgot. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, excuse me. I'm dying. Mm. I really thought you forgot them. That's all good. All right. Quote, 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 quote of the day. Bringing us the quote of the day. Is it me? <laughs> or is it you? <laughs> it's probably me, but I was hoping you'd pick up the slack. Oh, girl. The quote <laughs> is <laughs> listen to All One Time Podcast next Wednesday. It's no quote of the day this week. Love you all so much for the continuous effort and support. And we'll mm -hmm. see you next week. <laughs> yes. Enjoy your work day. All right. Bye. Bye.